0: And you know what, even if we're late starting it, no problem, I'm going to get the podcast going. Check one, two. Look at that. Bam. Welcome to Boiling
1: Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings, and executive coach Dave Vale are turning up to heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe. Here are Dave
0: and Greg. That's possible. Okay, friend. there we go. We're back on. There we it's
2: go. Going.
0: Hello, Dana speaking. Hey, Dana. Greg Hemings here. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, Greg. How are you? Long
0: time no no see, brother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> how, how are things?
0: Uh, very good, very good. And you're uh, you're in Vancouver. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, I've got Dave uh, on the phone here as well. Dave, meet uh, Dana.
3: Dana, how are you?
2: Not too bad, not too bad. How are
0: you? Very good. And you live in Vancouver.
2: I do. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we met in Boston. Which we, which we will get into in a sec, Dave. So, Dana, uh, for the first time ever, out of how many episodes, Dave? Like 160 episodes or more? I don't know how many episodes we've got so far. Tons. This is the first time we've 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 gone live on Facebook, Dana. So, feel free to tune in and oh, really? wa- watch us okay. as we interview you, if you. and if you and if if you
3: and if if you can pop yourself in there somehow do it
0: (laughs) that's great so listen uh, welcome to the boiling point uh we're gonna get right into this dana so dave i met dana for the forty-eight hours in the hub in Boston, so you remember what that was, right? Yes. For the uh, for the CTA <clears throat> program, the uh, Canadian Technology Accelerator, which you've applied to, which, which I, I,
3: we're going in, which in you this are going fall. to, yeah, yeah And yeah. I've got
0: some news about yeah. me on that in a minute. Okay. Uh, when I went down for the forty-eight hours in the hub, which is kind of a loose introduction to it, I met Dana, who was with, with uh, and his company is called Ripen, which we'll get into in a second. But he was just finishing the accelerator that you're about to start. So there's going to be mm-hmm. some really cool things here uh, to talk about. Dana, why don't you let us know all about Ripen. I know what cool things you're doing in the education world, but for the sake of Dave and our audience, why don't you give us a, a quick sure. rundown of what, you're, what you guys are all about.
2: Sure, sure. So, I mean, why don't I just start, uh, you know, you a quick sort of uh, you know, elevator pitch. Ripen is an efficient online marketplace that brings together students, educators, and industry partners to uh, bring more real-world learning into uh, post-secondary institution. so students can get real-world experience, uh, and companies can use it as a way to identify top talent for upcoming roles in their organization. That's- um, just kind of get, yeah. So, so I mean, really, it's a we're, we're an education technology company, um, really focused on the on uh, bridging the skills gap, uh, and really sort of. Focused on the transition from college and university into uh, the real world.
3: Well, t- well, it actually, is a really good jumping in point. So, so tell us about that transition. What's what's the what's the gap you're seeing, or have been noticing? Sure. And and, and um, yeah. And then how do you how do you help organizations support sure. that?
2: So I mean, I, I'll, I'll back up a little bit, maybe I'll just tell you a little bit of our story, how we started this. So um, my, my business partner and I, Dave uh, Savory, we uh, went to uh, business school at uh, the University of Victoria. And uh, in our last semester, we were in, our entrepreneurship, in the entrepreneurship program. And essentially, we were tasked with coming up with a business idea. And everyone sort of said, you know, try and solve an idea that you can relate to. And of course, you know, talking to all of our friends in the class, you know, what is the biggest thing that's on everyone's mind as they near that last semester before graduation. It's uh, you know, what do I do next? You know, how do I transition into the workforce? How do I showcase all of my skills and land meaningful employment? And so really we started, you know, talking to a lot of people and actually doing a bit of research and we we're shocked to find out how many graduates, you know, even six months out of graduation, were still working a job that was we're still looking for a job around related to their degree. Um and so we started thinking to ourselves, you know, what more could we have done throughout our education to better prepare ourselves for this transition into the workforce? And and really, what it just kept coming back to was uh, projects. You know, in school you do so many projects, um, but most of the time they're fictitious. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're made up by a professor. Um, they're out of a textbook. They're you know, every once in a while they'll be on a real company like Dropbox or Coca-Cola. It's a case study that's been you know written sometimes years ago and downloaded off of Harvard Business Review. But you know, you do it, it's on a it's on a, it's on a real company, but even if you get an A plus, who cares? You know, it it and you know, Drop never sees it, Coca-Cola never really gives you a job out of it. Um you never really know whether you you know could have actually solved that challenge for that organization. And so uh, we're sort of thinking to ourselves, you know, how much better off uh, would both sides be if the all these projects that we were doing in the classroom were actually done on on real organizations. So that we as students can get real-world connections to industry partners and mentors in companies, um, really understand the, the challenges that they're going through, help them solve those challenges, to gain that real-world experience and build up a portfolio that can, we can show off to future employers to help us land employment, but at the same time, allow employers use it as a way to affect talent, um, uh, uh, identify top candidates for upcoming roles in the organization, but also gain new insights from the next generation of decision makers and employees, and, and even consumers, so that they can uh, make better, better, uh, you know, better decisions for their business uh, and help uh, help them grow.
3: How, so now, how long have you been doing this for, Dana?
2: So that so that that story started in 2012. So we graduated in 2012. Okay. Um, uh, we obviously were students, uh, you know, who graduated with some debt. Uh, so we went into full-time jobs and kind of did this on the side. It was an evening and weekend project. Yeah, uh, it was a bit of a life experiment trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to solve this problem? But really, I, I would say we launched our first platform in 2014, which was an MVP, and we we got some a lot of companies on there, some students on there, and started making some connections. Right. But it really wasn't until summer of 2015 when we landed our first two schools. Okay, and sort of really bringing in organizations and helping professors connect their courses to real companies uh, to help bring that real world experience into the classrooms. And that's where really things take off, took off. So to give you sort of a sense, uh, in the fall of 2015 we had two schools then you know in, in, in January we had, about six schools on last summer. We had twelve. We're now in over 130 across North America.
3: Well, well done, that's awesome. That man. is that <laughs> is awesome. Um, and and I'm I'm just so so that I guess like I'm I'm thinking of every educational institution. I mean, part of the way I see a lot of uh, a lot of the educational like the universities or tech colleges or whatever it might be. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they, they really focus on, hey, we're going to give you real world experience and, and you will have a, you know, $120,000 job. have a nice piece of paper saying you're allowed to work. After <laughs> this, you know what I mean? And and we have, and, and I, I kind of sense at times, I just wonder if they're playing fast and loose with some of the stats around how many students actually land jobs. Because I'm running mm-hmm. into a lot of people that are coming out of schools with, you know, like an MBA and, and, and really struggling mm-hmm. to find, you know, a place. And, you know, and, and that's yeah. a big challenge. so so it i mean it took some i guess i'm assuming um, these first schools they had to you know i first kind of uh, acknowledge that they're not doing the way, as well as they want to do and then um, is that and like tell me how that all that all transpired or tell well, us well so
2: here, here, here's the, the biggest the, the biggest challenge and this is actually kind of what was part of my part of my pitch down in uh, in, in in the 40 dollars in the hub was that you know if you went and talked to the chief academic officer the study that was done by at Gallup. Uh, if you went and talked to all the chief academic officers of all the schools across America, ninety-eight percent of them believe that they're adequately preparing their students for the workforce. But if you go and talk, you ask that same question to the business leaders across North America, only eleven percent agree. Wow. So this you know, this gap, this misalignment is causing the widest skills gap, really, the highest graduate underemployment and uh, you know, highest turnover rates is really in, in history for, for organizations because the students really aren't getting prepared from their, from their from their education system the way the industry wants it to. Industry is moving so quickly; things are changing. The world is changing. You know, students are actually a lot of students are enrolled in, in programs for jobs that won't even exist in five or ten, fifteen years. So, the the, the real challenge here is how do the academic stu- how do the academic institutions keep up? You know, the industry is moving so quickly. How do we make sure that um, uh, the the content that the institutions are are teaching stays relevant so that we can set our students up for success when they graduate? And really, we believe the best way of doing that is uh, creating closer ties with industry, uh, making sure that the schools are closer connected to the organizations. They understand what organizations are looking for, and they get um, feedback on how well their students are doing. So one of the things that how and works is actually through these experiences when they connect with organizations, there are employable skills that are tagged to it. And the organizations at the end will actually rate the students on those skills. So, you know, as an example, you know, there might be one uh, digital marketing project and the skills that are tagged to that are social media management, email marketing campaigns and you know, Google AdWords and Google Analytics. Just as an example. At the end of that, the organizations, the students go and they do they do a project, they develop a digital marketing strategy for a real organization, whether that's a large enterprise or a small medium mom and, uh, mom and pop, they help them launch a digital marketing campaign. But at the end of that, the organizations will come back and rate the students on those skills and tell them you know, you know how well they did on each of those individual skills. That's all reported back to the instructors. Now they can better understand, you know, where are my students' strengths and weaknesses? And the reason why I use this example is we had a professor do exactly that, and she found that her students... Did really well in social media management, did pretty good, you know, really good in email marketing campaigns, okay in Google Analytics, but really bad in SEO, as an example. And what that told her when she went out through the relationships that she built with industry through this course, she was now able to find out you know, why, was it, why were my students rated low on SEO? And what she found out was the content that she was teaching was out of date. Hmm. It wasn't the organizations we looking for. Mm-hmm. So now she's being able to go through, learn from those organizations. How might I adapt my course content to make sure that I'm setting up my students for success? To make sure that when my students graduate, they have the skills that you need that you'll hire them.
0: The question I have for you, Dana, too, is: the customer is the school. Is that correct? Is, is who who is is it the students? Is it the businesses? Is it the institution?
2: Good, good question. So, so really, you know, we have almost four sort of stakeholders here. Um, we have. The professors, we have the students, we have the organizations, and then we have the schools themselves. And so how we've gotten into the market is sort of the catalyst for building out our marketplace has been empowering the instructors. So we go to the instructors first and we say, look, you know, you know, you, you know, we understand that, that, you know, you want to, you want to set your students up for success. You want to create an engaging course where, the students are getting real-world learning and, and will have a better chance of landing meaningful employment. We empower them to take their course and transform it into something experiential, post it onto our platform, and then we bring in the organizations. And that way, we've sort of bypassed the bureaucracy of schools that move sometimes a little mm. bit slowly. Mm-hmm. And And the organizations will fund that model. It's free for the professors, it's free for the students to sign up for their you know, first sort of First trial of it. Um, It's always free for students. It's free for the organizations, or the the professors, to sign up to to trial our platform and get their feet wet. And then the organizations fund that model. They actually pay a fee to participate. So if they get successfully matched with with a student group, and that student group produces value for them, then they pay us a participation fee. Once we have enough going at the school, and you have enough professors using it, then it's then we're collecting all this data. We can go to the chief academic officers or the VP academics or the deans and say, look, we're collecting all this data about your students, you know, where their skills are, what industry thinks about them, uh, what experiences they're doing. Would you like to have insight into the administrators and get them on board? And so that was the evolution that that, that, that we took. Um, but the exciting thing is now that, we're, now that we've got this network of schools and we're bringing in new students every single year, we're starting to look at the next phase of writing, which is actually really bringing back that open side of it um, uh, and really pushing organizations to also uh, provide opportunities to students outside of the classroom. Because there's a lot of students now who are getting their first course or two courses in, but they don't want to wait till that next course. They want to do more. They want to build up their portfolio. They want to graduate with 10 or 15 experiences that have been validated by industry. Um and so we're, we're really trying to bring that back and sort of looking at a more of a B2C where we're bringing students in, we're bringing companies in, and they can connect outside of the classroom as well as inside of the classroom.
3: Man, you know, and I'm just, I'm talking to Greg now and you, Dana, and at the same time and as, as entrepreneurs, I'm just, you know, I'm fascinated by um, the story, and I'm also, it's it's just, I see this happen so much, and I mean, I found it in my own experience, but where you know you you got to be really open, and you guys clearly got it like right away. But just open to, you, you just don't know how how the model is going to evolve until you. Mm-hmm. To your point earlier, Dana, you get out, you test it, you test it, you test it. You you send a, a propo- you know a proposal uh, and an invoice, and you know does it get paid? You know all these sorts <laughs> of things, right? Um, and I just I just think it's it's so cool, and you found this sweet spot, right? And you know right now, and how you're you know kind of open to continue to evolve. It's um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just think it's so important for, for, you know, especially kind of newer entrepreneurs or maybe someone who's, who's maybe stuck in, in a conventional thinking, um, just the importance of shifting your model. And, um, yeah. and really, as you said, Dana, like talking to your customer because, that, you know, yeah. or, or your stakeholders, because they'll, they'll, they'll start to tell you, they'll start to share, you know, what that path could be. So, um, man, very well done.
2: Thank you. And that's that, yeah, it's Like, don't be afraid to get out there. Don't be afraid to hustle. You're never going to learn unless you. Know, you you'll, you'll never know unless you ask. And you know the best way of asking is is is, is literally getting out there and saying, "Okay, you said this is exciting. You want to do it? Well, this is the price that we you know we we, we kind of thought up. This is the best price, and we present it and just go. And if you get a no, don't give up there. You know, at least you know get it out to. You know, 20, 30, 40, 50 customers before you start to realize, okay, maybe we need to adjust. Maybe we're not asking for enough. Maybe we're just too easy. Maybe we need to ask a little bit less. Maybe, we're ch- you know, change it around. But, you know, that was one of the things that we just focused on, sort of getting it out there, hustling, 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 and then learning from that, adapting.
3: Great Greg's going to wrap it up here in a second. I just want to, that, that, that hustle mentality and, and kind of the learning or getting it out there and stuff how much of that can you attribute to your education and, and, and how much of that maybe is just a function of, um, um, you know, who you are and, and your partners are?
2: Uh, interesting. I never asked that question. I think, I think, so both Dave and I, you know, came, came from, you know, we worked our way through university. Our goals were sort of to, to work our ways through university to graduate, you know, as close to debt-free or debt-free as we could. And so uh, both of us Work sales, we work sales all the way through university. So we were sort of—I don't want to say natural-born hustlers—but you know, we we came into this with that. We came into this this company with that mentality. Um, uh, and I think the the our education and going through the entrepreneurship program and and, and 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 you know, reading books like The Lean Startup really helped us understand about the the exper- experimentation side of it. You know, about their hustle. If you're going to fail, fail fast. Learn from it. Um, and so we just, you know, we just, we just, we just kind of took our backgrounds, you know, learned about that sort of lean startup style, yeah. I'm here uh, experimentation, that. and yeah.
3: Put them together. Cool. And yeah, hopefully in your bio somewhere, you have natural born hustler. <laughs> well,
0: I I think that's what being an entrepreneur is all about is that hustle. Because earlier um, on our podcast, <clears throat> Dana Dave was asking me because. This is actually both of our podcasts, even though Dave continues to say okay. it, it's my podcast. Whose podcast? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's test. Let's, let's test that right now. Well, no, the thing is, is <laughs> With, I, I just happen to bring a lot of guests to the table. Dave, not that you're being lazy at not bringing them to the table. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I happen to bring a lot of the guests to the hey, table. Hey, wait. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's a good thing. I but got I, nothing. I got nothing. But anyway, the, uh, in a way, just that is a hustle because I'm constantly. So Dana, when I met you in Boston, I was like, "Yeah, th- yeah. you got a cool story. Very cool company. Need you on the podcast." But in, in a way, that's a hustle because mm-hmm. you and I are now connected. You know, you can kind of see what we do here. We block it all out, but it's there's so many interesting people. If you're not going to hustle, you're not going to meet them. If you're not going to go up and say hi, hey, do you want to be my podcast? You're not going to have a continued relationship conversation. So I think at the core of all great adventures is the hustle is the hustler
2: mm-hmm. well we have, a, we, have a, we have sort of a model around here you know, it's always no unless you unless you ask
0: I oh, I love that I love that also another interesting thing too a conversation I had recently with a client is there's two different types of people there's people that start at no and then you grind them way to, uh, the, grind the way until they get to a yes and then there's other people that start with yes and eventually they will have to find uh, a way to a no if need be and the, the entrepreneurs who are starting with the yes are the ones who know how to hustle. They're like, yeah, we can do that. We'll figure out the details later, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. which, which I, I think is, is all really good. And anyway, Dana, to close things up, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and even more yeah. specifically to get involved with Ripen and start, yeah. uh, start jumping onto the platform?
2: Awesome. So, so it's so it's really easy. I mean, just you know, for whether you're an educator, a student, uh, or an organization, uh, whether you're for profit or not for profit, you know, you come to our platform. You can sign up. It's free to sign up. Um, uh, as soon as you sign up, one of our connecting associates will, whether it's from the industry partner team or the or the academic team, will connect directly with you. Um, I'm also happy to have a conversation with anyone. My, you know, my, my I'm easy to find. It's really simple. Like most entrepreneurs, my email is dana at ripen.com. Um, what we're really excited about is looking for, um, academic institutions that really want to increase their experiential learning on campus, um, and are excited about you know, using a, a platform to do that. And, uh, larger, larger institutions now, or sorry, larger enterprise right now that are, you know, that want to. Uh, what we're starting to bring on is larger enterprises that want to commit to uh, a larger uh, campaign where they're committing to a certain number of experiences across multiple campuses to really uh, diversify and deepen their talent funnel. So feel free to reach out by email or just come onto the platform and sign up and you'll be connected with one of our thinking associates.
0: Dan, that rocks. And and for you, if you go to Facebook and find the Boiling Point Podcast Facebook page, you will see the very interview that you just uh, finished. uh, And you can can see what it's like to sit in our Boiling Point podcast booth. It's funny because it's not really that engaging because you just pretty much see Dave and I looking at each other in our eyes as we (laughs) listen to somebody in their headphones. But check it out. It might be interesting. Well, they can listen too. They're not just looking at us, (laughs) I don't think. Well, maybe they are. Who knows? Dana, Uh so good to chat with you again, man. Let's definitely stay in touch. And next time I'm in Vancouver, love love to catch up uh, in person as well. Keep hustling, man.
2: Absolutely. Yes, you too, and uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch for sure. Have a great day. All right, brother. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. Okay, so Dave, we're going to change things up a little bit. This is the first time we've done a day of Boiling Point Facebook Live, and as a result, two things have happened. One, really cool, is um, Joanna Killen says, I love that you guys found a way to take advantage of the CTA's um, program despite not fitting in supposedly. Everything is tech uh, now. I'm I'm reading funny because my eyes aren't that good. Uh, so so really, if uh, if the value prop is there, you should be accepted, kind of like you, as a coaching company, um, not necessarily a tech company, but it's going to work. Yeah. Um, the second cool yeah, thing. Thanks, Joanna. That's, thanks, Joanna. Yeah. Uh, the second cool thing is I didn't get accepted for the fifth time into the CTA. Wow, I guess this film stuff ain't uh, cutting the tech uh, cloth. I guess. <laughs>
3: I, I anyway, only laugh because fifth that's time. That's crazy. Anyway, it's
0: okay. That's the crazy. third thing, Dave, is outside our doors right now. Coffee. Is coffee from a brand new coffee, coffee group. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. <laughs> Brought in. Unbelievable. Brought in. Thank you, sir. Robin Ellingwood, look at these guys. And, and Mike, guys, thank you for the coffee. So, so where's this coming from? Get, get, get down on the mic. Introduce yeah, who you no, are. No, pre, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Uh, I'm Tom Spencer, and this is... Uh, I'm Charlie Kong. And we're coming from uh, Rogue Coffee. Rogue it, it's, it's Coffee Put your lips right up to this bad boy. Yeah, what is right. Rogue Coffee, and uh, for St. John's? Grab a seat if you want. Yeah. I'll fit in there. This is awesome. Yeah, the tall, the tall guy. who doesn't get to, doesn't get to. See, uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, there you
3: go. Rogue Coffee. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, a brand new coffee shop opening down uh, on Grand Street. It's a uh, specialty third wave. Uh, coffee's coming from uh, Pilot in Toronto. It's uh, yeah, it's really exciting. We've got like awesome equipment. It's
0: Yeah, it's just exciting. Like, everything's... Coming together.
3: Everything's coming together. And you're on a live podcast right now. (laughs) Who knew? This is amazing. It is
0: delish. And and tell us why this was sent up. Uh, We've just been practicing for the past couple of days, making uh, coffee for all the different local businesses in St. John to kind of... It's not really like a soft opening, but we just kind of want people to start uh, talking about uh, the coffee that we're making.
3: Cool. And and so where where is it again, (laughs)
0: It's uh, from Pilot in Toronto. And where are you guys? Where's uh, your shop? We're on Granite Street. Just uh, Oh, okay. Right beside Yuck Yuck Yucks. Oh, okay. So just around the corner. Fabulous. The cool thing is, Dave, we've invested in this uh, attempt at Facebook Live, and because Robin Ellingwood, who is working with uh, the owners of Rogue Coffee, uh, just happened to be watching. Hey, Robin. How are you? I'm holding on to the mic, not because I'm trying to be all. Right. all <laughs> you're all showing off your No, no you're being rogue, man. Uh, I'm being rogue. But the coffee's fantastic. Seriously, amazing work. So if you're in St. John, New Brunswick, come down to Quality Block, uh, Granite Alley. Uh, Go have a cocktail at Port City Royal. Go across have a beer at um, uh, at uh, the Five and Dime. Sorry, Jordy, I almost forgot. And then top it off with an amazing coffee at Rogue. This is awesome, guys. Thank you so much for bringing this in. Oh yeah, thank you so much. much. All right, thanks, gents. Go give some big hugs to the to the guys back there. All right, see you guys. Thank you. All right. Now, if we, anybody else wants to bring us that dinner, that is deli- <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> yeah, so or, this is great. I, um, I love this. Is there any massage therapists uh, <laughs> uh, watching our? We or someone who can. Okay, so get th- her, this is, is it for now. Ne- not for now, but we're going to press stop on this uh, on this podcast. I'll see you in thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay.
1: Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out LeadershipUnleashed.ca or VisionCoachingInc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit HemmingsHouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.